0: This episode of Locked On Royals is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use promo code locked On, Get $10 off your first order.
1: Wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familiar's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagaras. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time, runner going to try to score, wild throw! Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base, and the Royals have tied the game.
0: For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day. I'm your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan_Styles. underscore And joining me today is our very own Taylor Blake Ward, the Draft King himself. Taylor, how are you doing today?
1: I don't know if Draft King is the right way to go. Maybe Draft, uh, draft Princess might work out better. We, I don't want to take anything away from Jeff Ellis either, but thanks for having me on, Rylan.
0: Yeah, you guys have been doing great work on Lockdown MLB this week, just going all, all in-depth in your mock draft, and you've already covered the Royals, but I wanted to have you on to talk more about Kansas City, because they are in a unique position.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, at four, they can go in so many directions, and uh, it's kind of more on the teams ahead of them, uh, based on the direction Kansas City may go, but yeah, Kansas City's in a really good spot to get a very elite player in the draft.
0: So the draft is set for June 10th and June 11th, but it's only going to be five rounds. And I was wondering, as someone like you who's covered the draft for years, and this is really what you hone in on, what's going to be the fallout and the impact of only having five rounds?
1: I think this is more a Major League Baseball problem. They're going to contract 40-plus teams in the minor leagues. And, uh, you know, if you did 40 uh, times 25, it ends up being the exact number of draft picks that are missing. So this works out perfect for Rob Manfred. It's kind of like coronavirus worked out perfect for Rob Manfred and the owners, uh, which is a real shame. You know, you don't want to see any minor league teams contracted. But obviously – money uh, money's going to be a little bit more conservative. You're going to be uh, basing things on college players more than high school players for most teams. And these, you know, you're losing 35 potential professional baseball players with losing those extra 35 rounds, which, which is a real shame. Um, you're going to be able to pick up some seniors, college seniors, maybe, maybe one or two college juniors signed for 20,000, which is the max bonus to, for undrafted free agents this year. But it's going to be a very unique challenge for teams when it comes to the money expenditures and how they're going to approach the draft after the draft is finalized to get these undrafted free agents.
0: So I wanted to ask you, how, just in general, how deep is this draft class? I know that we don't have a ton of information on a lot of the high schoolers, but how many guys would you look at right now and say, wow, if your team drafted him, it's a can't miss face of the franchise level guy?
1: Face of the franchise, it's a little rough. I mean, you look at last year, Adley Rushman, uh, Bobby Witt, who you're familiar with, obviously, Bobby Witt Jr., has a chance to be a franchise player. But I don't know if I would say franchise player to an extent, but there are going to be more than a handful of all-stars that come out of this draft. I think very talented uh, young men coming out of this draft. And you could probably go maybe 10, 15 picks deep into looking at guys that have some all-star upside to them. Obviously, someone can blossom from beyond that. But, you know, a top 10, 15 guys having that kind of upside is really special. And to say that you're going to get a major leaguer out of your first rounder is something that every team desires. But it sounds like this year, it may be that all teams get a major leaguer out of their first round pick.
0: Yeah, that that would be incredible. Like you said, that's something very rare. Do you like the arms or the bats more in this class? Which one has more potential and which one has more talent?
1: It's the arms, and especially on the college side. I think it's more the depth than anything. There's a lot of depth when it comes to the college arms. You're going to get guys that are in the mid-second round that could have gone late first round last year. Uh, The high school arms, there's a top trio. You could maybe throw in two or three other guys right behind that. Uh, But they're going to be guys that aren't taken in the top 10, top 15 picks just because of how conservative teams are going to play it. I do like a lot of the high school bats, uh, not necessarily the college bats as much outside of that top grouping, uh, but definitely the college arms are the strength of this class.
0: So you mentioned about high schoolers and, and, you know, how it's going to be harder to really evaluate them, but would it be easier or harder to sign them this year, given the fact that, you know, their draft position might change and the money's going to change from the signing bonuses and things like that. Would it be harder or easier for a market like Kansas City to sign away a top high school guy?
1: For Kansas City, I think it's a little bit easier just because they're at the top of the draft and they have multiple picks within the top 50. I think they have, they have three picks inside the top 50. So there's a lot of money to kick around there. So for a team like Kansas City, it's not as alarming, but for a team that doesn't have, say a second round pick, and there's a handful of them, it is going to be a lot more challenging. You're not going to have those uh, six through ten draft picks where you can kind of take on some college seniors and sign them for, you know, under 100000 with ease. That's going to be where the challenge is when it comes to taking these high school players. And that's why a lot of teams are going to be more conservative. I think what you're going to see in the 2022-23 uh, draft is going to be really fun, though. I think the talent is just going to be supreme in the next uh, three drafts here.
0: Just as Built Bar is a supreme protein bar, it's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code On, get $10 off that first order. Bilt Bar is just incredible. They have amazing flavors. That All the flavors you can think of, they have it. Anything that has peanut butter in it, you're going to want to go ahead and get it because I love whenever the peanut butter mixes with that chocolate coating on the outside. Every bar has 100% chocolate on the outside for low sugar, low carb, and low calories. They're incredible. For 110 calories, you can get a protein bar that's easy to eat and also fills you up, gets you all the protein you need for pre-workout, post-workout, or again, even just a filling meal as a meal replacement for a breakfast or a lunch. I know that they've been amazing to me, sending me the sample pack. And I've went ahead and bought some more from billboard.com. That's how good they are. My personal favorites, again, is anything that has peanut butter in it and also banana nut bread. Those two are just incredible. You got the peanut butter kind, the peanut butter chocolate, and the banana nut bread. You cannot go wrong with either of those options. Low calories, low carb, low sugar. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to billboard.com. Again, use promo code locked on and save $10 off that first order. So what's going to be the fallout from the college ranks? If you can just quickly dive into that. I mean, you would assume that's going to be a plethora of talent, uh, but what happens to those fringe, you know, sophomore, juniors the, who might get bumped down in a, in a system in college baseball where you don't get full scholarships, you get partial scholarships? Are we going to see a ton of talent spread out throughout college? I mean, D1, D2, D3, JUCO?
1: I think the JUCO levels are going to get some very serious talent. I mean, you're going to tell an 18-, 19-year-old kid, say, hey, you can go to a JUCO and get drafted in a year or two here. That's kind of where it's going to be a little bit fun is watching these JUCO ranks really rise and seeing maybe some multiple first-round talents come out of the JUCO ranks. We had that just a few years ago with, I want to say, Nate Pearson and someone, I think the Cubs took a kid little – out of the JUCO ranks, but usually you don't see multiple first-rounders coming out of the JUCO ranks. I think we are going to see that in the future. Sadly, for a lot of guys that are on Division One teams right now, they might get bumped for these incoming freshmen. I mean, they might get released, or uh, not released, but cut from the program, even if they have half-scholarships or full-scholarships, just because, you know, a team like uh, Virginia or North Carolina State or Texas Maybe they take a look at the college pitching crowd with maybe Emerson Hancock out of Georgia who doesn't have the trackman data but was seen as a potential first round or first overall pick just a few months ago. Maybe they look at Max Meyer but he's a little bit on the shorter side at 6-1 or 6 foot 4 a pitcher. Maybe they look to Reed Detmers but I think those three hitters that I noted are going to be at the top of the board when it comes to Kansas City.
0: So in a dream scenario in a dream world, you know on June 10th, Kansas City leaves the draft with who? Dream scenario? Dream scenario.
1: Man, I think Austin Martin is your guy. I mean, if if you ask me, I love Spencer Torkelson, the first baseman from Arizona State. But when it comes to top talent, I think Austin Martin is the top talent in this draft. Does sound like Detroit's going to go with Torkelson. It kind of just falls on Baltimore at this point. And if Miami can pass on a guy like Austin Martin as well. But best case scenario, I think Austin Martin. But worst case scenario, I think you're getting Zach Veen, which is – I mean, we noted the Yelich and Bellinger comparisons that may be unfair, but if those are comparisons right off the draw, that's a pretty good baseball player to have at four.
0: And so just we're, we've gotten the best and the, the quote-unquote worst. You're right, at four, there's, there shouldn't really be a worse scenario. But where do you think that this all evens out at? Who's Kansas City going to walk away with?
1: I think they walk away with Veen or Gonzalez. And you can flip a quarter. It does sound like Veen is at the top of their draft board, and he would be available to them at four unless Baltimore gets really unique at two. Uh, But I think Zach Veen is the guy. Nick Gonzalez probably right behind him. I would say an over 50% at Veen and maybe a 40% chance at Gonzalez.
0: And just one quick question before we get out of here, it's kind of related to the draft, but it doesn't look like we're going to get a minor league season this year. And for a team like the Royals, who's looking to develop all these young pitchers from Singer to Lynch and, you know, all these young talent, as you mentioned, Bobby, Wet, what impact does that have on the timetable of those guys coming up to Kansas City?
1: I'm not sure. I think we have to wait to see what the season does to really address that situation. I just don't know. And and I know it's a cop-out, but it's just the cop-out that I'm going to take. When it comes to the Royals organization, though, they have maybe one of my favorite farm systems. I mean, I love MJ Melendez, the catcher. I think he is a very special talent. You've got all those pitchers you you noted, uh, Stinger, Cowher, Lynch. Lynch really kind of a shining star for me. You get into Bobby Witt Jr., who I absolutely love. You got the the outfielder. Who's a short outfielder? Uh, Isabel? Isabel, does that sound right? Kyle Isabel, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like what the Royals have in their farm system. And I hope that this year doesn't ruin that development for them. And I hope that, you know, in the near future, Kansas City can get back to playing for that World Series kind of caliber team. I mean, when they had those World Series runs – Those were really fun teams to watch. And and as a baseball fan, it was really easy to to cheer for those guys. And as I look at the Royals farm system, those are guys that I really like. I think they're easy to cheer for.
0: So being so plugged into the draft and being so plugged into prospects, what would you put, just as a baseball fan and as a media member, what would you put at the ETA for the Royals being a contending team again? We're going to likely see expanded playoffs implemented forever, but especially these next two years what would be your outlook on the Royals for the, for the future?
1: It's a great question. Um, And I have thought about this and I've noted that that rotation that they kind of brought in from the draft with Singer and Cower and Lynch and, Man, there were so many pitchers that year. I can't even remember all of them, but it it doesn't matter. You know, that rotation, I think, is going to be something really fun. And even if they are all mid-rotation and back-end arms, that is a full rotation. You can bring someone in or maybe one of those guys develops into an ace-like player. Um, Their offense, I think, is sitting just behind that. I think those pitchers are going to be the first there. Maybe a year or two out for that rotation, give them two years to kind of uh, settle in and, and simmer into being coming major leaguers. So I'm going to say three, four years down the road, and I know that's a long time, but three years down the road, I think the Royals are going to be a real. Th-
0: uh, Taylor, this has been awesome. Let them know where they can find you on Twitter and how they can follow your work as we lead up to the draft and on through the draft.
1: Yeah, man, it was a pleasure being on. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Taylor Blake Ward. Also, if you want to check out Locked On Angels, we're at lockdownangels.com. We're all over the social media platforms and obviously on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Also, you can find a lot of my draft work at Who's On uh, You know, I had to move to a blog after some time, and I was really excited to join the Lockdown Podcast Network, but I was able to continue some writing there. So if you want to check it out, I'm there. Also, you can check us out at the Lockdown Podcast Network. And Ryland, thanks so much, man. I really, really enjoyed our conversation here.
0: I enjoyed it as well. Thank you for hopping on. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.